so this is kind of funny, right? Because when you asked me about my physical body, I referred to mindset practices. Mm -hmm. And if you ask me about my mental well-being, I'm going to refer to physical practices. Because again, like I don't distinguish between the two. You know, if, if my physical body is in pain, then mentally I'm in pain. Welcome to The Ziggler Show, where we inspire your true performance. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and today, well, I'd normally say that we're going behind the scenes, but with Jonathan Fields of The Good Life Project, who we interviewed in show 534, the main interview, he's so authentic and personal, it feels like we're always behind the scenes with him, which is a great thing. In this show, we do, though, walk through the Ziggler Wheel of Life, those seven spokes, and look at Jonathan's personal personal life and his healthy habits that he consistently walks out to maintain his his good life. Uh, So a quick preview. He's not a morning person. He gets up early, but he doesn't want to be social then. He he, uh, doesn't miss his morning coffee at that point. He does put a big emphasis on meditation. Uh, He's not a fan of indoor exercise, which I understand. His business partner is his wife and they're nearly always together. He works to keep himself sharp mentally by being physically healthy, and his career efforts are wrapped around the question, will this opportunity allow me to spend as much time as possible with people I can't get enough of? And he loves making stuff. He just signed up for a month-long course on guitar building. You can connect with Jonathan and all he has for you at goodlifeproject.com or just search for The Good Life Project in iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. You'll find him at the top of the list. Thanks for this sponsor for supporting today's show. Well, here then I bring you Jonathan Fields and his daily habits for success. Well, Jonathan, I mean, you're a guy who has a message full of daily and consistent habits uh, for people to put in their buckets. You don't tell them which ones exactly, which we talked about in the last show that I appreciate greatly that it's a framework. So, but in your personal, not, uh, not the framework, but the literalness of Jonathan Fields and your daily habits, looking at the seven spokes and the Ziggler wheel of life, want to get a behind the scenes on you. And you talked about in the last show that when things are going well with business and you're out here creating, like you love to do, uh, that the first one to go sometimes is physical, but when you're, when you're on your game, what are the habits that you implement daily for your physical well being? Yeah. So there are a couple of different things. Um, one, and I'm going to throw this in, even though it might not be considered, um, directly physical, but I have a daily meditation practice. And to me, that meditation practice is actually one of the things that is critical to my physical well-being because it feeds back into my physical health and my pain and my energy and stuff like that. So I wake up every morning. Um, I wake up without an alarm, I'm just kind of wired that way. I am not a morning person though. So I wake up early without an alarm, but I'm not social. Got <laughs> so, <it. laughs> so my eyes are semi-closed. I find my way out. I actually I grind some fresh coffee beans and put a cup of coffee, a pot of coffee on, and then I go and I sit and I do a 25-minute morning practice. And and the details, the first um, three to five minutes, I actually do a breathing practice. Pranayama would be the sort of Sanskrit word for it. And it's derived from some of the yoga practices that I used to do. And um, and that practice is designed to kind of calm and center my, my nervous system. Um, it also is tied into 
heart rate variability. What we know mm -hmm. is that uh, breathing, if you can control your breathing, it actually is a really strong, it has a linear relationship with so many internal systems that it's, it's a tremendous practice. So I start with three to five minutes of breathing exercises. And then I do a mindfulness, a seated mindfulness practice for 20 minutes. And I, I generally alternate between two different types. So people think mindfulness and they're like, well, let's just follow your breath. Boom, done. And that is one of the types of practice, what would be considered focused awareness. You focus on a particular anchor and just allow your mind to come there. And as other thoughts come into it, you let them go. The other type of practice, which is sort of a, a central part of mindfulness, is open, monitor, open monitoring or um, open presencing, which is not focusing on one particular thing, but is really just sitting there and saying, I'm going to open myself to whatever comes in. I'm going to open to sound, to sight, to smell, to sensation. And the practice there is fundamentally not focusing. It is letting go. It's saying, mm -hmm. oh, I, like, I feel cold. I feel warm. There's a breath. There's a sound. I notice when I notice it, and then I let it go. And so these two practices together are really powerful in setting up your day because it trains your attention, and then it trains you to let go. And those two skill sets are massively important in life and also in business. Um, so that's my morning. And then from there, I will usually um, go and have my cup of coffee. And depending on the time of year, uh, if it's warmer, then very often I'll go outside and I'll walk um, first thing in the morning. If not, then um, I'll usually hang out and I'll exercise a little bit later, probably around 10 or something like that. And right around then is usually when my daughter and my wife are starting to get up too. So we'll just kind of uh, spend whatever I time with I can with them. And, and that starts my day in terms of um, moving my body, which is another important thing for health. Um, I take a two pronged approach. One is mobilizing my workflow and my environment. And two is you know, actually going and exercising. I am not a huge fan of exercising inside in traditional facilities, even though I've owned them in the past. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a huge fan of being outside. So whenever I can, I'd rather be outside. Um, I was a rock climber and a mountain biker for a solid chunk of my life. And if I can be outside and move my body, that is the optimal thing for me. If I can't, you know, if it's freezing cold outside, then, um, then I'll, I'll get myself to a club and I'll just do whatever, um, you know, I feel like doing for the day. And uh, nutrition wise, in terms of habits, I have a habit, which actually I'm probably about to try and change or a ritual. As a general rule, I have that cup of coffee with a little bit of healthy fat in it first thing in the morning, and I don't eat until lunch because I'm just not hungry in the morning. But um, more research that I've been looking at is showing that um, while that could be considered some type of intermittent fasting, if you're going to do it, um, it's actually much more beneficial if you front load the feeding window rather than the way that most people do it, which is they skip breakfast and then they eat lunch and dinner. Yeah. So I think I'm going to start to see if I can make that shift um, and sort of make that change over the next few months as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm aware of that one. I do exactly what you do and, and don't eat <laughs> and then eat it. And it's so difficult when the family all gathers at night and it's the cooking yeah. and the music and a glass of wine. And that's, yeah. oh, that's, that's a hard one to battle um, or to thwart, I should say. Uh, well, so family, you mentioned that a couple of times with your wife and daughter, um, but in that, you know, family, but even just the close relationships, what do you do? And I know this is a huge part of, of your, of your message and your life, but what are the daily things that you do personal life to strengthen those relationships? 
Yeah, well, we try and eat dinner as a family as often as we can, which again goes against the, the whole idea we were just talking about. Um, certainly have a smaller dinner. Sure, sure. So we we try and actually, and and I'm also very beneficial in that I've literally built my life so that I work. My business partner is my wife, mm. um, so we are together twenty four seven. So to the extent where I'm, you know, every once in a while, my daughter's like, "You two need to get some friends." <laughs> Right, right, right. right. <laughs> They're like, you need to go out. You need to go do something. Um, so I've built my life in a way where I'm with my best friend, my lover, my like the the smartest person and the most compassionate person, twenty four seven. And because we work from our, we had an office and we've actually moved it home, and our our employees are actually all distributed. Um, so we're home a lot. So my daughter is in and out of home and. So we're around her on a pretty constant basis too. Um, so we've just kind of, rather than saying there are specific structures that we've created to honor that, we've kind of built everyday life around the ability to be ambiently around each other on a on a, a pretty high level basis. Um, and I think that's been my approach rather than saying, okay, we're separated during the day, you know, like I get home late at night. So let's build specific constructs to make sure our relationship is okay. We've kind of done the opposite approach. And, um, and, but we have thought about like creating special things. Um, I talked to Brad Feld a couple of years back, who's a venture capitalist out in Boulder, actually. And um, he has these two really beautiful rituals with his wife. They have a, a monthly life dinner where they go to a restaurant, they crack open a bottle of wine, they exchange gifts and they just talk about life and they share like, how are we doing? You know? Mm. And he says, sometimes they laugh a lot. Sometimes they cry a lot. Sometimes it's just a nice dinner, but it's, it's ritualistic and it happens. And they also have, um, I think they call it like three minutes in the morning or something like that. Every single morning they set aside a couple minutes for a check-in just to make sure um, that they're kind of like, you know, in touch with each other. That's intentionality. Hey friends, before we move on with Jonathan and talk about the mental spoke of his life, I want to thank some sponsors that are supporting the show and giving us some great offers. Well, so in the mental aspect, the things that you do daily ritualistically to keep yourself mentally sharp, keep that edge there. Um. This, so this is kind of funny, right? Because when you asked me about my physical body, I referred to mindset practices. Mm-hmm. And if you ask me about my mental well-being, I'm going to refer to physical practices. Interesting. Okay. Um, and because again, like I don't distinguish between the two. You know, if if my physical body is in pain, then mentally I'm in pain. Emotionally yeah. I'm in pain. And if I'm stressed and depressed and anxious psychologically, my physical body is going to be in pain. So my approach is to just try and do a little bit every day for each one of those. So, so mentally, um, I also have daily practices where, um, you know, the, the, my mindfulness practice is certainly one thing. Um, I do a weekly loving kindness practice as well. Some people call it meta, um, where there's a sequence of sort of offerings that you make where you're wishing yourself well and then you're wishing a sequence of five different sort of like levels of people well Uh, and it's actually been been interestingly researched and shown to elevate um your state of mind your positivity um and cultivate compassion 
uh, as well. It's one of the few things that's been actually shown in research to increase compassion. So that's something that I do on a weekly basis in addition to uh, the other practices. Okay. Financial is the next spoke. What are the things that you've done? And I know you've probably gone from one level of finances to another as your business has progressed, but you also know the the deep, dark side of uh, finances. So whether it's a financial practice that you do today or ones that you've employed in the past as you dealt with different levels of financial uh, prosperity and disparity, what are some practices that have panned out for you? Hire people who are way better at it and pay more attention than me. Amen. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) So I think my fundamental financial practice is outsourcing. I love it. Because I know just my brain, I know it's important, but I also know my brain doesn't go there. So, um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing how many people I ask that question to, and they say, "I had somebody say uh, recently, it might have been Michael Junior, the comedian. He says, you know, I have, I have a sincere aversion to anything financial, so <laughs> I hire people. So I appreciate that. All right, well, next is spiritual. The spiritual spoke. What do you What do you employ there? Um, I think part of that comes out of my meditation. Part of it also is a lot of reading. Um. So I'm sort of constantly reading in different traditions. And also part of the way I earn my living is by sitting down with teachers from, you know, from science, from theology. So, so I have this amazing opportunity to actually sit down with people of different spiritual traditions and talk to them, you know, people uh, like uh, Matthew Ricard, who um, forsook uh, life as a scientist in France to go live in a monastery for 40 years and become uh, um, following Buddhist tradition to um, just people from all different walks of sort of like spiritual tradition where I can just kind of sit down with them and say, so tell me about, tell me about life. Tell me about, you know, like what is your view on these different things? Next is career and that would be your vocation, your business. And again, you've been so many different facets of that, but right now have one you talked about in the last show, the contribution part bucket just flowing over in your work. But what are the things that you do just to keep yourself on in a good, healthy place career-wise? Yeah, I think um, constantly asking myself, does this matter? in the context of anything that is truly meaningful to me. And that question helps keep me sort of focused. So there's a bigger question that I I sort of, I stopped intentionally asking, but it's kind of always there as my decision-making tool, which is, will this opportunity allow me to spend the greatest amount of time possible absorbed in activities and relationships that fill me up um, while being surrounded by people I can't get enough of? Mm. And that's kind of like the ultimate standard for me. And if the answer is yes, bring it on. If the answer is no, mm, sorry. Okay, there you go. For all those of you who want to uh, take some of his time, there's your question to to answer. Last one is personal. And this is really the one, uh, sometimes we have folks struggle with this because all this stuff is personal, obviously. But what are the things that you do, maybe hobbies that may be just for fun? It's just to fill that bucket. Yeah, so... I love making stuff. Um, And one of the things that when I was a kid and even through a solid chunk of my adult life, I would make physical things. I would work with my hands and make stuff. I was, I painted, I painted houses, I built houses, I, whatever it is, I would make stuff. And I got away from that. Um, 
as I sort of moved into the knowledge based mm-hmm. you know, like time of life, I've been jonesing fiercely to get back to making stuff and working with my hands. So I've actually just signed up for a month long course on um, guitar building. So wow. I will be learning the art of uh, luthery or luthier. Um, yeah. Learning how to like go into a workshop, spend long days and take pieces of wood and come out with what I expect to be one bad guitar. <laughs> that is excellent. So I'm assuming you play guitar. Yeah, very badly. <laughs> okay. Well, it sounds better if you can say, yeah, I built this. Exactly. Because then, then I have like two things to blame when it sounds bad, like my skill <laughs> and, <laughs> and a terrible instrument. And your guitar. Uh, that, is, that is significant. Jonathan, thank you for giving us a minute to go behind the scenes and hear what you do. It's, uh, it's, it's everything that you put out. When you open your mouth, it's inspiring and thought-provoking. So uh, thank you for blessing us. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I so appreciate it. Okay, friends, I bet there's a bunch of guitar lovers out there who are now inspired to go build a guitar like Jonathan Fields, including my oldest son. That's what he is interested in doing. Well, hey, again, you can connect with all that Jonathan has for you at goodlifeproject.com or just search for The Good Life Project in iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. Again, you'll find him at the top of the list. Well, coming up next in show 536, We listened to a two-minute clip from Zig Ziglar where he definitely points out how we all understand that there are things we can do right now to make our lives worse, but we often don't conceptualize near as much that there are things we can do right now to make our lives significantly better. Well, Zig tells a story in a compelling way, of course, and from that message, I asked this question at my Facebook page, Agent K. Miller. You're welcome to join us there, and I ask Your life is what it is today. What is a change you could make pretty quickly that you think would improve your life for the better? Any answers relevant? We got a great array of answers from things that people espouse that that were good habits for all, but even more so from people who had specific things that they wanted to do to make their lives better, but were struggling to actually do. Well, Tom Ziegler and I just walked through these comments together and had a great conversation that I think will benefit all of us. Hey, today's show was sponsored in part by this great company. Well, folks, till the next show, thank you as always for letting us walk with you as we inspire our true performance together.